Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hey there, Cyrus. Hey, Marianne. How's it going today? It's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing well, too. Mm. Yeah, thankful. Mm-hmm. I like being with you. I'm really glad we get to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of is a nice way to, I mean, we record these on Friday, so it's a nice way to end the week. It's just a nice thing. It's yeah. a nice thing to do. And our listeners get to mm. listen to them right before the weekend. They go into all kinds of relationship situations and hopefully bring healing mm-hmm. to those. Mm-hmm. And things that we're talking through to healing, mental mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. is our message mm. for a lot of people, spiritual health. Mm-hmm. And so being able to take what you're hearing and going into your community time for the weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> is really healthy. So today especially... Because our topic is, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it does take a community, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Being able to go into community, thinking about what a village looks like, my first thought is something ancient. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. civilizations that ran strictly on community. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. didn't really have a lot of isolated experiences. People mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. gathered together. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the same drama, mm-hmm. TV drama, Hollywood <laughs> drama <laughs> that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. influences our lives and conversations and mm-hmm. a thousand books. And everybody was living on the land, yeah. living with each other, working mm-hmm. things out. Mm-hmm. reference to you had to maintain village. these relationships you had to kind of on some level deal with the edges that other people mm-hmm. have you couldn't yeah you're right you couldn't just satisfy yourself with fantasy relationships or ideas of relationships as easily they were real people and you needed them you mm-hmm. needed them in order to survive yeah oh i like that you said that fantasy mm. i think a lot of what we develop in our thought life is mm. fantasizing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we've been influenced by things that aren't even real in our lives. Mm. Oh, I liken that to me. Mm. Something that you watched in a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that was too much entertainment. It wasn't really meant to be mm-hmm. life-giving. Right, yes. Yeah, you're right. It is amazing how much we spend in our imaginations or in the unreal places. I, I think of that. With, some people don't even want to have romantic relationships anymore. They just want to have fake ones. They want to have relationships either at a distance or without even any communication. They make it up and they just try to focus on different needs that they have and deal with those one at a time rather than doing it in a more organic process. Mm-hmm. I think that that organic process is something steady. Mm-hmm. If you think of what held people together, mm-hmm. the word community is so beautiful. It is a holding together. It's mm. a coming together. It's a building mm-hmm. each other. The word community close to the word commitment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that people shy away from is you can approach life where you're trying to prevent pain. And if you're attempting to prevent pain, then it might make sense to shy away from community. When you're dealing with other people, it creates difficult situations. It causes disappointment. It causes feelings of betrayal at times. It can cause you just to feel like people can't meet your needs or different things like that. There's lots of difficult moments when you're in community. And if your focus is to prevent pain, then some of the decisions that we see in our society start to make sense. However, when you take away community, you also take away life. 
you take away fulfillment, enjoyment, you take away connection. It's very difficult for people to experience joy, to experience the enjoyment of an activity unless there's somebody there to share it with. It can often just feel hollow and empty if you've just done something on your own. If you go out into the forest and you chop down a tree and you make yourself something, it's amazing how much people want to talk. Even there, it's like it's like it never even happened. To never tell anybody can just feel so empty. People want to tell the story afterwards. This is what we see in children. If you do something enjoyable with a child, the first thing they'll do is they'll look at their parent and they'll say, did you see what I did? Yeah. And if you don't have that, it's almost like it never even happened. Yeah. So there has to be a decision mm. to connect, mm -hmm. to communicate. And mm -hmm. this, I don't have that mm. piece. If someone doesn't, or they've been pulled away from it, perhaps by their own choices or by other people mm. <laughs> sending them away, these types of things where they can now reconnect. Mm. Mm -hmm. It might not be the same people they're connecting with, but the goal of community, the goal of entering back into a village, mm -hmm. maybe not the mm -hmm. village that it started <laughs> as, but that's okay because the planet's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of different communities, and I agree. I think that there has to be that choice. Even though this is difficult, challenging, disappointing, painful at times, it's also where I find meaning. It's where I find the purpose of my life is to be connected with other people. You know, one of the things that people are desperate to escape from, if we were to compare the pain of being in a community, the other pain is loneliness, and that's another way to say it. The research on loneliness is becoming more and more incredible to people on the power of neglect, the power of loneliness and isolation. When you talk about the creation of abuse, uh, neglect is one of the worst, you know, arguably worse than, you know, actual physical or sexual abuse. The recovery from trauma is extremely difficult in isolation. So you experience trauma and you can't recover from it very easily if you're alone shortens people's lives, causes disease. It's just incredible to hear what happens when people don't have the village. And it maybe is because you decided not to, like I mm. said, but if you understand this is a value, mm -hmm. can you make yourself mm. talk mm -hmm. to someone, mm -hmm. go to some place mm -hmm. that could present community? Mm -hmm. I think of what we have in civil society in Canada, maybe a community center. Mm. There's different parts of our community that perhaps have bingo halls mm. or mm -hmm. they have sports teams that you mm -hmm. could join mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. as part of being in a community club. Mm -hmm. And all ages can do these things. There's a cribbage community where mm -hmm. you can go to, in Winnipeg, I know there's a cribbage community. They meet in curling clubs mm -hmm. off season. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then there's the curling clubs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's big in Winnipeg. Definitely. I mean, I think the height of social skill is often to be able to just engage with somebody in conversation, you know. However, so many people have challenges with just maintaining a conversation. That's actually a pretty high skill for many, many people, which is why when you see children playing, they are often playing within some kind of activity, some kind of structure to help them. When you see adolescents, they're often watching television or doing something like driving or something while they're talking to each other. It's because these things are quite challenging to do in isolation. It's a lot of pressure. This is why people like texting. It gives you time to think of a response. And so community can be very challenging. But some of those things like you're talking about 
are wonderful ways to help people who maybe have challenges in community, have challenges actually connecting and just maintaining conversations and feeling comfortable and at ease. Those kinds of things make it a lot easier for people to feel capable, to feel connected, to have their awkwardness be less obvious and more tolerated by other people. Structure can help people to engage when they're not feeling the best, when they're not as capable. It's easier to talk to people when you're curling or when you have something in front of you to do. Like when we do therapy, sometimes when we are engaging with children, we'll have games that we play, or a lot of people will have like cookie therapy where you're going making cookies with a kid or something like that in order to make it easier. I remember one of my primary supervisors and somebody I looked up to used to do a lot of adolescent therapy, and he would go and do driving therapy. He would go out with the kids in the car, and they would listen to music, and then he would be able to talk to them about the music and about where they're going, and it just made it so much more comfortable for the teenager to be able to open up. And there are people that don't feel like they can get into the mental Mm. stimulus of that Mm -hmm. because they're so bound up, wound up in Mm. fear Mm -hmm. as to the fact that they were hurt Mm. in community. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. even all kinds of different places, maybe they did let themselves Mm -hmm. go in and experience the Mm -hmm. welcome, but then something occurred in the Mm -hmm. communication. Mm -hmm. So now there's a challenge to Mm -hmm. that and Mm -hmm. perhaps the challenge has come again and again in different ways. But there's things in you that you can also grow mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. own mindset mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. but offense mm-hmm. is going to be a robber. Oh, definitely. I mean, when people have been hurt, entering back into community can be really challenging. There could be a lot of triggers. It can be really scary. And the paradox of this is that healing comes from being in that community, from entering into it and having people connect with your pain and feel that pain themselves and it gets shared and so this is one of those things that really can rob people of health and peace is when the healing is in that place that's actually the part of the challenge so it's like you feel challenged you feel like you have to separate from people you're trying to avoid pain and yet you can't heal alone and that's really really hard I have a lot of sympathy for that And so that's when you try to break it down into steps. You try to break it down into things that maybe seem a little bit easier, a little bit less intimidating, in order for people to be able to connect and be able to get over some of those fears. Mm -hmm. And perhaps the steps are talking it through with small bits of Mm. information Mm -hmm. at the beginning Mm -hmm. that you withhold Mm -hmm. blame Mm. in the situation so that the facts can be Mm -hmm. presented and sorted out so it's not about all the offense because Mm. perhaps then people are going to take sides and Mm. all of a sudden the community is going to get split because Mm -hmm. there's blame involved and somebody's at fault and Mm -hmm. they did and Mm -hmm. ah you know but what are the actual feelings that you're experiencing could be one right Mm -hmm. present those Mm -hmm. without maybe even naming a name right And Mm -hmm. I had the experience of this with Mm -hmm. part of the community at one point or a different community. And I'm Mm -hmm. coming here with some fear. Mm. I'm going to talk it through a little bit and people can be there for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's part of what now it takes a village. People Mm. can come in and be that village for you. Mm -hmm. You would start to gather them to welcome them in, in pieces Mm -hmm. by being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you're in a situation where you're seeing somebody that you would like to have healing and they're outside and you want to draw them in I think being vulnerable yourself is a very powerful tool in order to help people to feel more comfortable when you walk into a place and somebody's vulnerable it can feel very compelling can feel very welcoming and open and 
people get very curious about that. How can somebody be vulnerable? Because in their heart, they want to be vulnerable. They might not even be aware of that, but they want to be vulnerable. So when you see it happening, you're like, oh, how can I be a part of that? Because I would like to be vulnerable. I would like that kind of feeling of safety. Mm-hmm. I would like to be a person who doesn't feel afraid of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And talking. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. Mm-hmm. Keep sharing. Mm-hmm. And keep thinking mm. and processing. I know that some things can happen by how you perceive the situation, so mm. there can also be a made-up story, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm saying keep thinking, because mm-hmm. perhaps the processing isn't by the real experience, so you've mm-hmm. caused a perception in there, and then it just starts mm-hmm. to send you off into mm-hmm. a spiral, challenge mm-hmm. your perceptions with love, mm. because you're because you're perceiving something based on lies. Mm. But if you okay. mm-hmm. shift to your perceptions to be based in love, mm-hmm. that's what you're thinking through. Mm-hmm. You're bringing things to a gentler space. Mm-hmm. The word love is pretty big here, but mm-hmm. it will change mm-hmm. what is going on if it's bullcrap. Mm-hmm. You can't stay in your mm-hmm. dung heap. Yes. <laughs> in love if you challenge your perception with love so then it just changes the way you're going to communicate too right yes yes that makes a lot of sense i think it's funny how you can have a lens that you're looking at something through and when you look at it through this lens you get all of these feelings i don't know how many times i've talked to people they've been talking about something horrible in their lives something that they hate and that causes them to feel bad like one recent example was dating it was kind of like oh they don't want to date it's so painful to date so they're just going to stop. And then I just said, it's like, well, is there any way that you could actually enjoy it, that you could enjoy the process? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not successful, but maybe you can enjoy the process. And all of a sudden that lens is like, they tried it on. They kind of looked through that lens at all of their experiences and their mood shifted. And they all of a sudden became willing to date because it was just going to be something funny that they could tell their friends, you know, like, it's like, well, I could actually enjoy it because it gives me hilarious stories. And if I take off the pressure of actually having to find somebody on each date, and if I don't find somebody, that means I never will, then I can actually enjoy the process. It's not that terrible. So I think a lot of times people can have those kinds of experiences just like this. When you look at community, you can look at it with fear. You can look at it with mistrust. And you can also then switch, and you can look at it with love. And you can say, oh, I'm actually going to try to love in this situation. And when you create that meaning, that purpose, all of a sudden you can feel very differently about how you're interacting with people. Mm -hmm. What does love sound like in your speech? Mm. How are you speaking love to someone? Are you able to do that with yourself? Mm -hmm. Speak love to yourself so that you Mm. can have a heart that's going to Mm -hmm. not be full of offense Mm-hmm. when you're in the situation so how do you do that what do you say to yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. yes that's such a good question right like how do you prepare yourself almost for entering into that right like how do you heal yourself and I think oftentimes it does start that way if you can actually be like oh I love myself maybe then you can be in a community because you can actually believe that other people could love you too and those can go back and forth you could have that be the other way too where you experience love from somebody and you're like oh maybe I can love myself But they do build on each other, right? Like our voices in our heads often originally came from other people. So if you put yourself into community, that can help with healing that too. Yes. 
what are the voices in your head mm -hmm. and how can you change them if they're not loving mm -hmm. I think that there's so many affirmations that mm -hmm. you can use but they can be flighty and mm -hmm. not rooted mm -hmm. in real love mm -hmm. so there's a foundation that you can go to that's deeper mm -hmm. instead of just looking in the mirror and saying you're beautiful mm -hmm. that's not bad that's <laughs> no. great that's lovely we've right. talked about looking in the yes. mirror and telling yourself yes. you're beautiful yes. and that's strong and I don't mean to knock it but I also mean go deeper mm. like I'm thinking of that monkey on uh, Lion King who mm. says look harder <laughs> <laughs> oh that's interesting yeah I mean I think that sometimes when we're nervous and afraid we can be very superficial because you don't want to think about it because you're nervous and when looking at other people oh everybody's mean I can't trust anybody with anything and it's just a very superficial glance and judgment and it can be the same with ourselves where it's just like oh I'm bad I'm a horrible person I don't do anything right but if you take that perspective of looking harder and you can spend time, which often takes courage and maybe slow steps, then you can get to those nuances where it's like, yeah, there's actually something here I can engage with, with myself and with other people. There's actually life here in this yeah. process. The courage to pull down the voices in your own head courage to speak life to yourself instead mm -hmm. and you can do that just by saying things deeply to yourself look harder mm. at who you are mm -hmm. again a lion king referral remember who you are mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something to know is mm. the identity mm. is a pretty mm -hmm. great topic and what is your identity? Do you have one that has a foundation mm -hmm. that is going to cause your heart healing? Mm -hmm. What are some of those words? Like I think of the words that minister to my heart when I think of what God said to the prophet Jeremiah mm -hmm. in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 that says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you. I want to do good for you and not evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need that, right? Because we get hurt. So we need to be able to be in that place where we're hearing those words of like, actually, there is something, there's life here. We can move forward through this. There is an end that's worth it, even though it's painful. And that's hard. That's hard for people. It's hard to go through the difficult things that happen in these communities that we're talking about, to be able to stay there and realize that that's also where you're going to find purpose in life. It's actually worth it. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. worth it. Mm -hmm. And the healed heart that you can bring mm -hmm. to be receptive to hearing mm -hmm. those kinds of loving words over yourself mm -hmm. can now be the words that you can bring. So God says to us, I am for you. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. verse in Jeremiah that says, I know the plans I mm -hmm. have for you. They're good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you take the I am for you from him, and now you've gone through this process of mm -hmm. many more wonderful words, by the way, in mm -hmm. scripture mm -hmm. <laughs> that have mm -hmm. that capacity to build you up 
so that you have something to bring into the community to build right. mm-hmm. others up with. I am for you. Mm-hmm. I can bring that to you because I received it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how good does that feel? Right. <laughs> to feel like, yes. oh, I have your support right. and care and I'm for you. It's simple mm. but profound. And then that's what our community starts to do, building mm. each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, right? When you can actually get to that place. And sometimes you're in it and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize what you have and where that life is coming from. So many people are in some form of community and then discount how important it is to them. It's one of those things that we can very easily take for granted and we only really notice when it's gone and when it's quiet and there's nothing there. And that's when you feel it. That was like, oh, there was life there. That's what I really care about. We often will say things when we're put on the spot to say, oh, yes, this is the most important thing in my life or that is... But we often don't really behave that way because it's so easy to take for granted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And perhaps the leaving was done because you needed to leave because others were treating you badly or Mm. you were treating people badly. Mm. It sometimes means that, yeah, you're going to be experiencing a bit of isolation Mm. in that time. What will happen then? Mm. Cast away. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you go through mm. a wilderness type of place, like alone and wandering, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what's there mm. in that time when you've had all this aloneness? Mm. Mm-hmm. The jig is up. Like it's gonna, <laughs> it's going to come to an end. You know, this can't last right. at some point. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to come back out of it? Mm-hmm. Did you go through any processes of healing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. recovery in mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so true. You get into these experiences sometimes, and I talk with people who are extremely isolated, and there is something there. It can be so interesting to be a part of it. It's like, well, how are you going to engage again? Are you nervous about it? Or When you're with people, can you experience them? And there's other times, which is interesting, when people will have people around them, but they have difficulty even experiencing themselves. So there's kind of this coming and going that's so important. Like, for example, you could have somebody who's experiencing community and they love it, but when they're on their own, it's challenging for them to be okay. And then it can make them strive in community. It can make them never want to be alone, and that can push people away. So it's just interesting to watch the different challenges that people have with community, either being afraid of it, and then all the way to the other side of never being able to be alone, and how it all affects your ability to actually enjoy and be with other people. I love that you said coming and going. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because the feeling of being okay to come Mm. and okay to go. Mm -hmm. And where you are, Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. or inside, that those places are both meaningful. Mm -hmm. You don't have to feel dead. Even though there was loss involved, Mm -hmm. perhaps there was painful loss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so then that's the space. Right. Mm -hmm. Be there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be able to tolerate that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I just want to say this. (laughs) If you're listening right now and you feel like I can't be there and it feels like death and actually I feel like dying, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to make it or whatever you're saying, no. No, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. This is part of how. Mm-hmm. Is it's okay to come and it's okay to go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's often the way it is in any kind of attachment with people is you have to be able to enter it and you have to be able to exit. 
And if you have trouble with either of those, it can really make a problem with that relationship. And so if you're having trouble entering in, that's what we normally think of. There's lots of things you can do. And if you're having trouble exiting, we don't often think about that one. The ability to kind of be on your own affects your ability to be with other people. And both are important. They are. It does take a village. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we have our village mm-hmm. as well. Cyrus, thank you. Thank you, Marianne. Well, that was an honor to get to spend that time with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com. Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose. <laughs>